In 2016, a new Arrowverse show premiered on the CW, featuring characters from The Flash and Arrow that existed in their shadows quietly. However, it has since gained popularity and brought the three of us together to discuss the characters and their progression from Season 1. This week, walk, walk, fashion baby. You've heard of Snart Simps? Get ready for for Stein Simps. For Clarissa. For Clarissa. And Ray tries to embrace the dark side. Definitely don't call us heroes. We are the legends of next week. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Legends of Next Week. I am one of your co-hosts. I am Kate. I use she, her pronouns. I'm Eden. I also use she, her pronouns, and it's nice to be back after next week, last week. I missed you. I missed you guys, too, but there's a lot of going on in, you know, life. Absolutely, and I, and I understand that, and I'm glad you took time for yourself. Uh, you will notice that Mary is not with us today. Unfortunately, Mary, it is Mary's week to take a break. But she does say that she does love you guys. Although I don't know if that was maybe, that was probably more towards me and Eden. But yeah, she loves you guys too. She definitely does. And um, I did listen to the Abomination um podcast, which was very well done. And, we tried. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to also put it last on my list, because I did not enjoy that episode, and I'll just say it again, Star Trek DS9 did this better with a fake historical thing that was much, much better than that. Yeah. I, that. I, yeah, my, my Star Wars ass is going to hand this victory over to Star Trek. Look, they had Cisco pretending to be a historical character, and it was about wealth. Not about the South, so good job, Star Trek. Yay, Star Trek. Um, so what do we, so this week's episode, we're on C- season two, episode five, compromised. I am the person that lived through <clears throat> this era. Yay! Yay, except this era stunk as I learned in history class. I don't remember it, I was just a kid. You were a little wee tot? Yes. <laughs> but if it's not Damien Dark wearing the Miami Vice um, <laughs> outfit today in the car that I swear Don Johnson had in one of these episodes. So let's start there. <laughs> That's a good place. Yeah. So um, also, can I just say I really liked um, Jack's doing the intro. Fran did a really good job on that. Oh, I agree. I always love the little intro. Sometimes I skip it, sometimes I don't. I didn't this time. And I love when they go, we're love, pretty much we're lovable losers that are called legends. Exactly. Yeah. And I like that in season two. And honestly, it's something I kind of miss. Although, given what legends became, I can't, it kind of grew out of that. I'm nostalgic. But the title sequence we got in, in the end. That was fun. But yeah, we're in 1987 Miami. And what's Stark doing, Eden? Well, let's see. He is meeting up with the Russians. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, we're, we we open on dark, and he's overseeing a cocaine deal. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> I don't know why, but that was so funny to me. Just and it's it, being it in is, dark dealing with cocaine. I think it's really the cocaine. I think he's just you know trying to get money. First of all, oh Second yeah. Second of all, it is definitely an ode to again Miami Vice, Magnum PI. Show that, but that's definitely Don Johnson wear that he is wearing with the white. Uh, people wear really wear that then. Um, some of them did. I'm sorry, I only know Stranger Things fashion, and that was this that is was, not the Stranger Things best. fashion you are looking for. And again, totally different year, and you're going for like people who have different styles. So you have Eddie, who's like the Head, you know the metalhead, and then he's more of a preppy boy. So they're definitely not going to be wearing the John Johnson. Wearing. And then you have Argyle, <laughs> Argyle, my beloved. I know, but like Nancy did have the shoulder pads. I have them at that. She did. Oh yeah. And then shout out to my girl Robin. Yes, Robin with the nice lesbian wear that I enjoy. Lesbian wear. <laughs> oh, I honestly would again bisexual, but I would wear that. Oh, totally. But yeah, so darks get handed over all the um all the all the drugs to oh. in exchange <laughs> drugs. <laughs> Sorry. He's Which, again, why did we not have a just say no joke in this somewhere? again we're in the rest years yeah we are known for the just say no campaign so no the fact that he's willing to trade um all the all the drugs for the relic which um the fascist was it called that little that ceremony yeah that's what it's thing. called yeah it's called the fascist which fascism um, comes from, and he brags that, oh, it's getting a bad rap. Which Damien, it's not. We don't want fascism. Yeah, what was the? De- yeah, that was that was the re- that that's Damien's red flag. Look, I mean, he has lots, but look, let's not lie. We all know who um, Damien Dark would have voted for in two thousand sixteen. You're not wrong, but yeah, the then the um, the. The drug busters show up, and they don't last very long. No one lasts very long at that drug deal. You know why? Because like Damien's boyfriend shows up. Is he really his boyfriend yet, or is he just like the hot stalker? Hmm, that's a hard <laughs> one because I feel like he's wooing him at this point. So you know, a little killing before asking your special someone out that sounds very i don't know that sounds i want to say it sounds very heathers but i don't know if that's the right actually Uh, no look look no nobody in this scenario (laughs) (laughs) this is very um edward enigma from gotham killing people to hopefully impress your yes that's exactly this is what we're going for (laughs) we're we're doing a little Edward enigma here 
But yeah, Eobard's it's, apparently it's been 45 years, which makes sense because it was what, 43 or mm-hmm. no, 40, 41, I don't know, 42, something. I'm history. It's been 40, it's been 45 years for Dark. And Eobard's like, oh, we're friends. And David's like, no, 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 we're not. And join me. Join yeah. the dark side. Yeah, Th- Th- Thawne and his little, um, his his little, he wants a part. He wants a partner. He just wants a mate. Oh my god! Louis <laughs> to his stat, or is it the other way around? I don't know. I don't. I haven't seen an interview with a vampire. I don't know. I can't unsee this now. <clears throat> no. But yeah, so Thawne's like, oh, I know all about your grand plan, which we saw on season four of Arrow, and horrible. it was the worst. Was worst. I remember an arc. I remember Damien's wife dying, and that's about it because I don't remember much from that season. I remember. I remember the freaking nuclear missiles. Unfortunately. Oh wait. Did that like get rid of Ragman's powers or that that gave Ragman his powers? I think. Oh, that's right. I, I stopped correct. watching season. I stopped like three episodes in season five. I was like, you know what? I I'm I have my eye on Legends right now. Yeah, Dark just like he doesn't really care about humor. He's got his own road. Even though Thon's like, oh, you'll get actual power, and but like again. Damien is like level what ten wizard here or whatever the highest level in D and D is. He's that level wizard. We should play D and D sometime. We should, but like he's a high level wizard. Doesn't need his help because he has magic. Honestly, that okay. Just like sidebar, should Legends of Next Week do a D and D campaign with some guests? Like for like, we just do like one thing, and then we go. I know that's so- regular content. Um. So whatever, whatever the hell that is aside, I can't. I don't want. I is this partnership? Is this romance? Is this somewhere in the middle of the weird little Venn diagram? Who knows? Because but on the wave rider, back to the wave rider, we are it's having a-, a discussion of whether or not. We need to change history and make it better. Yeah. And let me just say, I agree with Jax here. Yeah, I, I can. Yeah, like, this would be a really, when I was watching this, um, I did debate in high school. I did not. I I did it because it was required. And I was, I was a little too candid about that. I was like, yeah, um, this is the only class left for me to get an English credit. So that's why I'm taking it, honestly, because I don't like to debate. I didn't like debating. I mean, like, I will have friendly banter about characters and fandoms now, but no, I don't really like, like, the, the kind of debate I did, um, yeah, I did oh. the easy kind because I was focused on athletics. I know. Wow. Um, I but didn't this do debate really either. In, this will be a really interesting <laughs> debate topic, I think. It is, because, again, Mark very much uh, the needs outward than what you said last week the needs outweigh the many of the few which is a Spock thing and Spock of course you know learns that maybe he's wrong in life and you know things like that as he evolves and grows 
Oh, oh man, I'm just thinking of Loomworld Loom now. What 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 if we'd gotten the Star Trek episode with just Sarah and Ava and Jackson Stein? <laughs> we lost out. And um and Martin's very much like we can't change history. We can't let these things not happen because what will we learn from if we fix everything? Yeah, he's talking. He says, it, You're not thinking fourth dimensionally. And Jax is like, you Just do a Doc Brown reference. And I was like, I don't know what that is. I- I'm very disappointed. There's, you're telling me not anywhere in his life did Martin Stein watch Back to the Future? When did Back to the Future come out? Was this? It was, I think it was 80s. He was probably too busy looking at nuclear physics. <laughs> Let's be real. Can't even take Claire Sad on a date, but we'll get that to that. Oh, we're gonna get there. But yeah, Jack's like Jack Sarah just kind of Sarah's just kind of sitting in the pilot seat disassociating, which honestly, valid. Uh nineteen eighty-five. Oh, so oh yeah, he definitely had wait, 19, yeah, he definitely had this. Yeah, he was definitely like Sarah. I am focused on physics. And, but yeah, so Sarah's like, we need to just follow what Rip said we need to do. And then Jack's like, this is ridiculous. We're, we're like time janitors. Which, again, I get where he's coming from because he's just like, well, we're not really making anything except we're, we're cleaning up after everybody. This is what we're doing. We're cleaning up everybody's mistake. Or what they're trying to do to the past. And the thing is, what Jack says carries weight to him because he directly experienced, he, I mean, he he experienced um, what it was like to live as a Black person in the South in the 1860s, which is terrible, especially in the South. And the others do not have that frame of reference. So, so and Jack, so Jack's after seeing, even though he was told that they don't want to, sh- that um, those who were enslaved did not want to give the satisfaction of showing they were breaking. Even though he was told this, he does not want this to continue because he's seen a time where things get a little bit better. I mean, they're not perfect. And and again, you then afterwards, you kind of do, If I'm glad they never went there, but you have the mm-hmm. Holocaust after that. Oh, yeah. So... Who's to say they haven't run into that situation? We just didn't see it. I think that I feel like considering the times that Rip took them to, because Savage wasn't directly involved in huge events. It was small ones, really. And I feel, and that was purposeful, I feel, on Rip's part and on Savage's part too, because it's it's in the back of history. No one's really paying attention to that right now. That's true. But um, so while that debate's going on, there's a little training session happening too. Oh, there's love in the air. Oh, maybe. Again, if you if you like um he Adam or is it Adam Wave? It's it's um Adam Wave, I think. Yeah, I think it's Adam Wave. Um, this is like the continuation of this relationship where like, he gives raid the whole gun and he's trying to practice with it is it's is mick slug language um gift giving it is indeed gift giving and probably 
making food for you because he loves food a lot. That's true. Like making you a sandwich. I'm trying to, th- I'm, yeah, I need to think about mixed love language now because this has only just hit me, but he's trying, what he's trying to do is he's attempting to try to make Ray the replacement snark. Which is never going to work mm-hmm. <laughs> ever because Ray is not snark and he does aim that cold gun and his beers and then destroys his beers, which makes Mick very sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mick, Mick just says, you need to be cool, like snart, and Ray just, like, leaning on. And Mick's like, no, 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 no. You gotta embrace the pain and the darkness. Honestly, and- <clears throat> the ghost of snart is watching this and saying, oi, at this very moment. I just picture Snart's ghost kind of sitting on the top of one of the crates like a little cat. Yes. Like he's got like he's like sitting, he's got his knees propped up and he's just watching this go down. It's like Mick, 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 Mick. You can't turn a puppy into a cold blooded killer. That that's that that's definitely true. That's definitely what's going on here. If only we had ghost snart, that would be awesome. <laughs> Man, if someone writes a I'm just saying, here's a free thick idea out for anyone. Um, just season it too, but it's Snart watching everything that happens on the ship. He's confined to the ship or he's just like attached to like Nick in some way until he moves on at the end of the season and he just sees all this going down and he wow. learns how to move That would be on. amazing. I would read that. Uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> but when Ray taps it, he goes, Call me haircut again and I'll ice you. Okay. That was kind of hot. I'm not <laughs> going to lie. It was hot. I, I apparently have a thing for bad boys because this, usually, no. I just say this once again reminds me how, how, how fine the line between Ray Palmer and Anakin Skywalker is. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a fine line, but it's still there. It is. And we kind of see the Anakin in him when he is Neuron, which I enjoy. (laughs) Even if Mary's not here, you're getting Star Wars references as we further push our thesis of how Ray Palmer and Anakin Skywalker are within millimeters of each other. And then we get to man-stealing-woman's-idea scene. (sighs) Well, not really. I mean, he well, did create the. He adopted. He adopted the idea. He's like, I'm gonna steal that because what? for the time, I just. I mean, I remember it was called the time seismograph. When am I which, checked which, in? Yeah, which weirdly again. Oh, let's make up this thing, which is quakes, and I feel like we don't use this again, ever. It comes up a couple times this season, but not really much after that. It's mainly used for aberrations. Yeah, um, and then, like they make up a new gadget every season. Oh yeah, listen, we're, we're listen. We had gadget people for a little while, and then we lost our gadget people. Well, no, because um, Ava did make a gadget, so there you go. Yeah, Ava did. <clears throat> but um, it's interesting here how we still see Amaya is still holding on to the how Amaya is still hanging on to the rigidity of the JSA. Yes. especially when she talks about how how fraternization works like 
the JSA didn't like, she's like, the JSA didn't fraternize each other. Your team can take a lesson from that. And honestly, um, Nate was just looking <clears throat> for more information about his granddad. Because I have a thing because of what went on with between the father and his grandfather. And we all know about Nate's generational pain. Um, the generational that he, Yeah. Um, that his father probably didn't really tell that much about his father because he was so hurt by like constantly being left for something else yeah and on and they and when nate was and we see in moonshot um he didn't really know what happened he um nate's father never really knew what happened to there's that but the time seismograph does get a hit though in washington dc december 7th 1987, um, which is the day before Gorbachev and Reagan signed the INF Treaty. Which, again, I just remember bits and pieces of the Cold War, not the whole thing. A lot of it was like, oh, there might be a bomb dropped at any second on you. And that was literally what I remember. But it was like, well, we can't talk to Russia because they'll kill us. Yeah, the Iron Curtain and all that. And I remember yep. reading books about reading books about the time period and how you had um drills in schools for Weirdly never I mean, essentially had a it drill. was it was a psychological thing for children to have the drills where they get them the desk in the event a nuclear bomb. Um was my school did not have this drill. Thanks. Well, it wouldn't have mattered. If a bomb did drop, I, it wouldn't have mattered. I'm just saying we did we only had fire drills. We did not have this drill. Or no, I'm so it, little, I do not remember having this drill. But yeah. Probably for the best. Honestly, it was mostly, yeah, it was psychological because everybody's like always saying, Well, is Russia gonna is the USSR gonna drop it today? Kind of like what's going on with the war with Ukraine and us still being worried about this. Kind of like that. Yeah. I mean, stuff happens today and we see history repeat itself. Mm -hmm. But what I kind of noticed about this, the team seems a little more eager to jump in on this mission because of how connected they are to it. Like Martin's on this because he was, he says, oh, I was there. Because um, they called in a team of nuclear scientists, and I was one of them. Amaya's eager to hop in because the JSA has a training academy in D.C. And I think Ray just wants to do something. <laughs> Wait. Ray, Ray just Ray, Ray Ray wants to go out and try. Ray wants to try out his new um, mission, his new toy. And Jack yeah. is just like I. I want to just get out of the wave rider. <laughs> Jax Jax just wants Jax just wants to go out without 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 and have a little bit of a more decent time than he did last time. Which the eighties is not it. But um, to the White House and they're like, how are we going to break into the White House? Boom tour. Boom. Look, they did have tours. I've never been on a tour. I went on a tour when I was young. I did go on a White House tour when I was young, and I do remember I did see um, George Bush getting in, getting out of a helicopter. Interesting. I've never been. I've been yes. to CERN, like we've 
you know, the usual Washington Monument, Lincoln Monument. It's never inside the White House, but like it was pretty easy to get into the White House if you were taking a tour. I would love to go back to D.C. I have a friend who lives there now and well, he lives close there now, but I would love to go to D.C. again to see the Smithsonian walk around. Um, I love the space one. I love the space Smithsonian. You you know, just I have to just say in the scene, Nick has this Nick has this jean jacket on and I was I really like the jacket because um I have a jacket like that for my father, except I have absolutely um, mutilated it by putting pins all over it. I mean, it's still in one piece. It's still in one piece, but there's just pins all over it. And okay, it's my so, signature yes. look. And uh, jean jackets were very cool back then because, again, back to the future. Mm. I, I've not seen, okay, here's my sad confession. I have not seen all, I have not seen all of Back to the Future. Gotta, gotta see it. And then, um, I swear Sarah has some kind of parachute something. Oh, that like bomber kind of, that pink bomber yeah, parachute, sort of yeah. Yeah. I love the, I, I, that's one of my favorite things about Legends that I kind of, that really gets me excited about the episodes. I like to see what the wardrobe department comes up with because the wardrobe department does pretty good. I think, again, I'm not. A his- I'm not like super. No, that I'm was accurate. That was very historical. accurate. That was okay. Very- good. <laughs> I'm like those clothes were very accurate. Um, they didn't have the nice like fin that you literally hairsprayed really up, like yeah. the hair. They didn't have the big hair, but everything else was correct. <laughs> I do, but yeah. So Sarah, Mick, Ray, they're on the White House tour. Um. Jackson sign. They're also in the White House, and they see. We'll, we'll we'll come back to them in a minute. But Amaya's um. Amaya and Nate are going to the JSA Training Academy, and Amaya's um complaining about the clothing, which I don't entirely blame her because I wouldn't want to be walking around heels all the time. I don't want do even. I don't even do that at work. I know oh. people who do that at my work who oh, do it. And I'm like, by the way. Ow! Sweet, yeah. sweet, sweet, innocent Amaya, thinking that women had equal rights by this time. I oh, felt sweet I, summer child. I felt, listen, I felt bad for her because I would be in that. I would, I don't blame her for hoping that. No, but sweet summer child. Okay, but also you have to consider that um, she is a black woman right now. That's and, true. And it still would not be good in the and 80s. She cut, but when she came from, as she mentions later, she worked. She, the JSA and the Soviet Union were working together. So she had that hope that that friendship would continue. She had the hope of progression getting better. And yes, the Civil Rights Act had passed during that time. But the same, but at the same time, there's still um, a lot. There's still a lot of prejudice and racism that was going on. So, I mean, things weren't perfect. And and um, honestly, the the other funny thing is um Russia was on the side of Hitler before I don't like why would you think that we could work with Russia JSA why I why? I mean eventually Russia turned against them I know so I, got, I mean the saying. enemy the enemy of the enemy is my friend you could say and all that obviously not has cold war oh yeah well that happened too but at least during wartime it was kind of a unite to stop this maniacal dictator 
That's true. We're, we're getting off track. <laughs> no, it's I a history lesson. It did happen. That's true. Yeah, sorry. But yeah, no, I'm not trying to like, I'm just trying to like think of the episode and everything. And Amaya's real, and yeah, I could tell here, Amaya was so proud of the JSA. You really see her pride here and mm-hmm. how much confidence she has in the JSA and how how she's convinced it's going to last. It's still lasting. And she enters in the code and she's telling Nate, Get ready to see the greatest train academy, and it's abandoned. Okay, so was this like the agent of Shield? Like, maybe did it look like that? Because I'm thinking it did. At some point. Well, what, I'm. Do you mean like a Shield? They're base? training. Yeah, like their training facility. So in, or was it the Phil Coulson, whatever the. So thinking back to the Agents of Shield base, the Shield bases that we I do remember seeing on Agents of Shield. So there was um there was the oh god, I can't remember the name of the bases. I'm so sorry, Agents of Shield fans. I failed you. So we know there was the um what's called the playground. Um that one was kind of that one was kind of sort of DC sent. I'm guessing I think it was sort of dc centric based on how they got places and it was kind of like it was a very old brown i think it was like an old brownstone like sub layers underneath probably thinking about nothing really of what we saw in the jsa really the jsa that was a that was a training cap so it was like walking into an old gym essentially that's what it was was like cool though i kind of i want to was cool i bet it was awesome because the way she says that she's like used to train here i'm kind of picturing like amaya as black widow here training be cool yeah i would i'm not when i saw the when i saw that bench press i'm not gonna lie i did i really did think about um henry haywood <laughs> lifting a lot anyway look, look look just saying amaya doing like flips and stuff in this gym too there was there was a bar, I think. There was like a Yeah, exactly. I, I didn't do gymnastics. Uh balance beam or the uh Something uneven like uh, a parallel bars. Yeah, it wasn't a parallel bar. I mean, there was probably a parallel bar set, but I think there was a pole vault. Oh so okay, I, yeah. it kind of reminds it's very reminiscent of like if you took the a training room and a school and a track field and you put them together, which just makes sense kind of in a way. Hmm. Um but Amaya is like, well, what well, what happened? How do you not know what happened to the JSA? And she's ticked off. And Nate brings up a really good point here. Nate says that he does not know every single memo in history. Does he know a he does know a significant amount? But yeah. and sometimes I do feel like that is exaggerated for superhero show reasons. But he he admits to Amaya, I only pieced the JSA together through um, redacted files, through uh, my, leaked, my father's yeah, bedtime stories. Sources. Yeah. Honestly, if you had a super secret uh, program full of superheroes, you're going to keep that stuff tight. You are. It's not going to be in the Free Information Act ever. It's in a secret tunnel. Yeah, it's a secret Sorry. tunnel. Sorry, I had to. And and apparently there's somebody still there. Yeah, Obsidian is yeah, we see Obsidian 
watching from above in the rafters as Amaya is looking at the photo of her old colleagues and she's regretting leaving them behind. She's kind it's kind of a very and forgive me for this, it's a Star City 2046 parallel right here, kind of. But better done. Well, yeah, but yeah. Done. It's like when Sarah walked into um the arrow cave. But this this is a Maya's turn now. This is a Maya's turn. And I thought, and, she, and like you're saying, it's so much better. Yeah. And was she a hawk or owl? I guess either it was one an you eagle. Can see. It was an eagle. Either way, you can see in the dark if you're an owl also. So that's why I asked. But she she uses this cool power to see and she sees that it's Todd. Yeah. Who um, Nate points in the head as he turns thought- into steel. I thought it was funny that um oh, I thought it picks me up off the ground, but I thought it was funny like um obsidian Todd so obsidian Todd Rice comes rushing toward her and then reappears. He's an old man now. It's um because it's Boink. been it's been forty five years as Damien said in the beginning, and he's co- he's the first thing he says to Maya is why did you abandon us? And then Nate knocks him out. Maya's a little surprised up, but she rolls with it. How, how, what else do you talk about Todd? Well, because he, he does mention that whole 50s thing, and oh, yeah, I feel yeah. like that's All important. Right. Yeah, let's mention that, and then we'll get back to the White House, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Todd is lying on the couch. She goes, why did you leave us? I do like that Nate and Amaya are whispering, and she's asking, why are you whispering? Because if I didn't kill him, he looks really old, and he needs a nap. And then Todd is a very cranky old man. I'm not an invalid. Yes, I love that about him. But he does. He does. He you can honestly see the friendship that was between Todd and Amaya because it's like very sad that she left him. Yeah, and, he, and... it was so sad. And then she goes. He goes. Well, she goes. What happened to the J- JSA? Because nobody's there. Yeah, so Todd catches Amaya up, and he tells her that, hey, so when we were buddies with the Soviet Union, that ended when the war ended. Uh, the JSA just kept fighting, but now it was in Eastern Europe behind the Iron Curtain. And then in 1956, the JSA was sent to Le- Le- Leipzig or something. Yeah, something like was that. that. The play- was, that, was that where the legends went? In season one, I can't remember for sure. I don't remember either. So I, I, it was it was either a very similar place, or it was the same one, but the JSA go there, and they were never heard from again. And then Amaya asked him why he wasn't with them, and he goes, "Well, they didn't trust me in 1950." And we, we kind of find yeah. out why, but later, but. Uh, if anybody recalls their history in the 1950s, there was something wonderful called the McCarthy era. The Red right? Scare. Which was like McCarthy going after literally everybody. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're communists, mostly Hollywood, but he would be accusing mm-hmm. everybody everywhere at, even for going to one thing. And usually it wasn't the case. And and Nate was actually, and actually Nate was asking, well, why weren't you allowed to go? And Amaya shut down that question so fast out of him. That I was appreciate very, you, Maya. That, we appreciate Amaya G Way on this podcast. Yes, but Amaya does. She apologizes for leaving them behind, 
and promises to fix things. <clears throat> and so we are back to the White House where we get a picture of one of our non-favorite presidents and Ugh. a jar of jelly beans. This is not a jar of dirt, but it's a no. huge, it's a stupid crystal jar of jelly beans. And they're all- That happens to be red, white, and blue. I mean- Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you want to tell us you're an American any harder? Uh, um. Uh, so the thing was, uh, Reagan was a um, pipe smoker. And in order mm-hmm. to get stop smoking the pipe, he started eating jelly beans. And so that's what he did to try to I get know. rid of his craving. And that's why the man was mm-hmm. always eating jelly beans. So, I did not know that about him. I did not know he was a pipe smoker. I knew about I knew he liked jelly I knew he the jelly beans were a thing. But now I know why. Yeah, he was trying to stop smoking. I think it did work, but it was like but everybody's like, what's your favorite thing? Jelly beans. And I'm like, look, folks, I know people love to idolize Reagan and the Reagan years. But Reaganomics yeah. did not work my Oh, friend. don't, don't, Re- don't. You sent me back to my history class in yeah. high school. That, that, that was a Pickle horrible, that was a horrible economy class. did not work. <laughs> Ugh, There's a lot of things tonight. that happened during the Reagan era, era that is- um sucked. This is not a thing. I I remember. I think I was writing. The, I think I was writing. A, I wrote a song parody during, um, the Reaganomics lecture in my U.S. history class. I took two history classes in one year, and I ought and I like the European history class. I took way better than the the U.S. history class. Honestly, I know it's, it's weird. It's, it's very hard to delve through because a, people made literally made more money before Reagan. Yeah, literally. But so, um, read up on it, my friends. It did not help us. But anyway, Ray sees the jelly beans, and Nick says, "We'll just go take some." That's what we do. That's what you're my partner. This is what we do now. We just take stuff and don't even think about it. Okay, my question here is: Okay, a how long was those jelly beans there? Do you really oh, want to take it after this? You really want to take it out of the jar? And you know how many people probably went in, put their hands in that jar? I wouldn't eat it. Ray, why? And then he goes, he steals it. And then he goes, Reagan wasn't even in my top three presidents. And I'm like, who were your top three presidents, Ray? Who? I I mean, I, I hope he's not your top three presidents. And honestly, it's an interesting factor to have a top three presidents. But so that's going on with them. They're, and I like that Ray gives Mick jelly beans here. This is again the gift giving. Ooh, yeah. Language. Ray is let Ray's love Ray's love language to others is definitely giving gifts. Yeah. But like then while all this is happening, guess who appears? Damien Dark. Right after we, right after Martin and Jax have to dodge seeing the younger Stein in the hallway, can I just call? I'm just gonna call him Marty to distinguish him. Yeah, they see Marty going by, and and Martin's just ticked off. He's like, "What the heck am I doing here? I was never in the White House." It must have been time changing, or let's just say that maybe, just maybe, Martin doesn't remember. 
so old man well, problems. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, because he's like, oh, it must be the time aberration or something. No, man, you probably just don't remember. <laughs> or or it was all man, that stuff that you did as a teenager or whatever. All, all, all that all that smoking during your grad degrees, whatever. But um Yeah, so um as soon as it comes up that Sarah that dark's there, Sarah's um revenge sensor goes off and she is heading off, even though Martin's like, Sarah, Sarah, don't do it, Sarah. Don't do okay, it. Okay, look, not gonna lie. We would all done this. We would have done it. I, I mean, Sarah was well in her right. I know she shouldn't have done it, but I get it because, again, this is her way of getting revenge for Laurel's death. It's this. I was going to say it's therapy, but no, no, this is not therapy. No, it, it's not. It's not going to make her feel better. Maybe for a couple minutes, but at the end of it, it's not going to make her feel Laurel's better. Laurel's still gone. Yeah, Something's Laurel's still gone. It's like people who say, like, they see their loved one's murderer go to jail. They always say it doesn't bring them back. It's kind of the mm-hmm. same thing. It does not bring that person back. But, yeah, so because Sarah is so focused on revenge, she screws up and the Secret Service catches her. Uh-oh. And then there was a terrorism she's surrounded at the White House. Nick and Ray bring out the guns. And, and, and remember, folks, you cannot cross streams, much we, like Ghostbusters. Exactly. We work by we work by Ghostbusters rules in this TV show. But Ray doesn't listen to the one rule Nick lives by and crosses it's, stream. In both franchises, it's always Ray. Oh yeah, it's always Ray. Damn it, oh, Ray. Ray. Oh, yeah. oh, like both Rays Ray, had the, the next time someone asks heart. if you're a god, say yes. yes. But like the funny part was like, I thought we were supposed to break the rules. What rule you That's did not one rule. Fun rule. You had one rule, Ray, and you broke it. And then he keeps on bitching about the freaking cold gun. And I could recalibrate this to make it better. And his dead partner's gun. And Nick is like, it's not the gun, it's you. Yeah, they they get into a little spat afterwards, but. um, They have a lover's curl. The fact that Firestorm shows up, they all, it's a big, huge mess as they get out. They make the news and. Martin's little Martin's being a little hoity-toity about it all, and Jax actually does call Sarah out here. He's like, "So I guess we're not allowed to ta- make changes unless it's Sarah." Oh, Which, and then he was like, warranted in that. He was warranted. Yeah, and then goes deeper, deeper, my friend. And then Sarah, who I still say, "Yes, you should have said this." You don't care about anybody but yourself. Yeah, and they're trying to figure out, and so they determine. So they determine that the time traveler that they're chasing after, when they don't know who it is yet, is there. But um, Martin kind of decides. Martin gets a little preachy with Sarah here. Uh-huh. He reminds he's 
reminding her that she answers to a higher calling than just taking revenge. Look, nobody's more preachier than Martin Stein. Nobody. And we all know the ego on this man. And maybe maybe he could have been a little nicer to her. No. To dig it in over and over and over again. But at the same time, there does come a point where just putting it gently isn't getting in. It's like you would say, hey, listen up. This is not good. You do. You are not. This is not a good thing for you. Which I feel Martin is trying to do. He's trying to do that, but he's we get in the wrong way. He's not, he's not doing it. And Sarah then absolutely roasts his ass with, "You don't care about anyone." Honestly, points for Sarah. She's always good at roasting. He had it coming. He only had himself to blame. Bam, bam. So but- they pretty much think they failed at this whole mission until. The prerequisite meeting at night with your KGB friend. Yeah, because they're shocked to find out Dark is involved in disarmament talks. Well, he will become involved in disarmament talks, but that raises a red flag with Sarah because she said he's more interested in stockpiling weapons instead of destroying yeah, them. Don't we learn that like the White House got destroyed and then TV and Dark? I swear we did. I don't, nope. I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't know. It wasn't like I didn't put in my notes. I'm sorry. I was like, did I think something happened to Reagan and Mikhail garbage off, and then like Damian Dark uh, took over. I but we again remember, don't but remember completely. He would, but what that goofy little White House photo they have of him pulled up sends me so much, and how Nate's just pouring all over. It's like, no, Nate, that's a murderer and a fascist. Yeah. But again, they did the, again, every spy movie starts off on a park bench night while you talk to each other side by side. Yeah, the fact that um, Nate says he prefers Ian Fleming later on is like, this explains, I just had this moment like, ah, this explains much about you, sir. Well, Jack was also kind of. Yeah, I, 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 I get that. Um. But yeah, so they think the nuclear treaty is a cover. They're not entirely sure what it's for, though. And they know Dark Gideon informs them that Dark is going to meet someone in Georgetown at 8 p.m., according to the official White House sockets. And so our, our newfound partnership of Ray and Nick is sent on a little stakeout. Which and apparently Ray, sh- Ray gets frail mix. He comes in with apple slices and he's wearing he's wearing mixed dead partner's jacket. Okay, first of all, I thought okay, didn't wasn't Leonard wearing that, first of all. I mean he probably has more than one jacket. It's not like Mick went and, it's not like Ray went and pulled it off his corpse that we know so, of. Like you're telling me that not only do is there a lot of parkers, but there's a lot of leather jackets as well that we have not seen. I mean, let's listen. They have a fabricator. That's true. Maybe that's where it came from, actually, because I didn't consider. But, that. but like, Mick, Mick is done here. Really done because again, well, uh, you told me to be more like Snark, and he's like, 
I don't want you to be like my dead partner. He's yeah, he doesn't want to. He's like, I don't want you to be like my dead friend. And he's frustrated that he's feeling feelings. Mick is not so in the early seasons. Yeah, Mick is not very, very emotionally in tune on himself. Let's say he's very much. And I do think it's part of his upbringing, as we see with his father later on, that he has been taught to take that toxic masculinity and you don't feel emotions. You have, you're, you're a man. Grr. Also, I love how he's like, feelings. And then as he like, backboard. And I'm inside. I don't know what that I'm here's I'm sorry, I don't know what that song is, but that was like the that was the most credit house my friend to come on the radio. Look, that was big that in was, the 80s. God, that was very that that was like um the music that played when um Eddie Munson succumbed to his wounds. No, it's not the same song. I know no, I know it's not the same song, but it's the same vibe. It's like, oh, it's sad now. And you see, and Mick is very much, he's like, the 80s. yeah, like, and kind of coming back how, um, remember when Leonard and Mick were reconciling after Mick's chrono stint and how they said they, they use their fists to solve things, not really. Yes, they don't talk feelings. about their feelings. This is that example right here. Mick's using his fists to solve things. He's hitting the radio. This is a, he's, tr- his, his. Oh. Emo- he can't express his emotions verbally, so he's well as good verbally as he can. So he use it, so he's using his physical force to get this out. I am not a psychologist. No. Also, Ray is even more confused about his identity. Yeah, but- Ray's Ray's identity crisis was a real. I'm not gonna lie; it was kind of an interesting arc, and I do like what Martin says about it later on. Yes. Yes, it it is interesting. I kind of wish they would have lengthened it a little bit, a little tad. Because ha- I'm like, I feel like it had to be wrapped up for the crossover. Yeah, that's the I know. vibe I got. I know. So, like again, Ray Mick doesn't know what he wants, and I think that he hasn't obviously taken the time out to actually warn Leonard that that oh. all. So, oh, what a Mick wants. <laughs> <laughs> but um. They see Dark is meeting with a member of the Soviet delegation, and they, there's apparently going to be a deal going down during the um, state dinner that's happening the next night. And who should be coming upon them like a big dumbass? <laughs> like a bull, coming up? Like a bull in a treasure shop. Who, who, who? Which brilliant mind is making this fool-headed decision, Eden? Martin Stein, because we know he's so good at making decisions. Yeah, Marty. Marty's Marty's here. You see Marty him going here. He's rehearsing his speech in the park. And older is like, is like, what is he doing? What is he? Martin Olderbart is pissed off because he gets so he's like, mad no, 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 no. December the seventh is Clarissa's birthday. I made a reservation. Oh, oh, so, like, Clarissa's birthday is literally six for mine. Aww. Ah, Clarissa Stein. If we ever, I don't know if we're going to have an episode of the 7th, but we'll have to wish Clarissa Stein. We're going to celebrate Clarissa Stein's birthday! On the 7th. That means she's a Sagittarius. 
I'm not good at astrology. <laughs> but I don't think yes, she fits the Sagittarius honestly. So there you go. The way that um and, he, and the thing is like because because Dark's on the advisory committee for um this disarmament talks, obviously Martin's trying to do some little brown nosing. Marty's doing some brown nosing, I think. And then he realizes, oh shit. When he sees he's, the KGB's agent, he sees the watch. Yeah, he, he you see the pieces coming together, and, and he's like, "You did not see me." And I will bring. I will. I will remember nothing from this. Nothing and, happened. And Damien's like, "Um, it indeed did happen, and I'm gonna kill you now." And he stabs him, and Martin and Marty and Martin both go down. And so at that point, they got in the Mick and Ray have to intervene. Honestly, I feel like Martin's gonna kill himself at this point because he's like, Marty, what have you done? <laughs> I do love that. Um, when they get that Ray and Ray and Nick take him back to the Wayrider Med Bay, and he's like, You, or should I say, me? <laughs> like, nobody does drama. They're Queen, both. as well as Martin Stein. Can I just say how well both the actors pair off? Oh, each other? yeah, they're, they're they sound oh, like no. the best young Stein ever. I he did the such act, a good job. Act, Victor and the guy who plays younger Stein, yeah. they pair off each other so well. I, I it's, think it's a delight to think watch. that like that actor just like watched Victor for a really long time just to find out his mannerisms. Because it's yeah. amazing. It's it's so much fun to watch. And um but yeah, so <laughs> Marty is just as dramatic as his older self. That's what you see. He's like, I'm too brilliant to die. Oh um, Martin. And he he knows all about he knows about time travel. But Martin doesn't give Martin doesn't give two shits about it. Martin's is like what what is wrong with you? How could you leave Clarissa alone on her birthday? And then he realized, oh shit, I do leave Clarissa on her birthday. And Jack's being Jack's because he's awesome. I can handle this. I do love that <laughs> Marty says in the most most pathetic voice, he ordered room service. Look. look. And she ordered room service. My friends. If you have a wife that is as gorgeous as Carissa Stein, you do not leave her alone on her birthday yeah. to almost uh, get killed by Damien Dark. This is... Uh, listen, it's... Th- again, as I've stated before, Clarissa Stein is one of my favorite minor characters ever because of... Her, because, I mean, I wish we got to see more of her. And it is hilarious because the actress was on 911 too. She was box therapist. Wait, the yeah. younger or the older? The older, the older, the older. Oh my god. Dr. Copeland. That's who, yes. That's not the one he slept with, right? No, it's not. The- okay. <laughs> I'm confused. No, 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 no. No, she was, she was box therapist in season four. Yeah. Okay. Which that was one of the, that was a very. <laughs> A great moment for me. <laughs> Look, this podcast, Sorry. we we stand close this time. 
We stand Clarissa. We we stand the Steins here. But um, I like. So I actually pause. So they. Jack said, I'm going to take care of everything for you. I'm going to go to the hotel. I'll tell you your help if it works. I think it's going to be fine. Because Jack, Jack, Jack's, Jack's caring for the Stein family is... He's helping out a bro. Let's be real. He's helping he's help, out a he's bro. He's helping out a bro. <laughs> because he's, you know, helping his, he's helping out his bro, Marty, and his other bro, Mark. You know that if he didn't go, Kalisha Stein would have locked him out of that hotel room. Those things. We're the night. We're sleeping is, in the hallway. Was I'm, yeah, I'm wondering what hotel this was. Honestly, and it better been a was it the Watergate Hotel? That would have been amazing. That would have been funny as heck. But Fashion um, writers, let us know. Please. But yeah, they had to get Clarissa's details, and they have her driver's license up on the screen, and it does confirm that Central City is in Missouri. Yes. And then Nate also thinks that Clarissa Stein's hot. Yeah. Um, um, Nate, you're not wrong, first of all. Second of all, of all, what is you're... with your milk tendencies? I mean... That's a spoiler. <laughs> In fact, she's, she's not a milk yet. And that, but she is, I'm just saying, Clarissa, older Clarissa is old enough to be his mother. I'm so, like, I... I'm like this is the one where like Nate, I relate to you. This is a married woman, no Nate. Sit down. He can't get any intel on Dark from Gideon. But they do know that the state dinner coming up is going to be one of the most highly guarded dinners. And they need to get away in to figure out what Dark's planning to do. Which there's a little surprise at this dinner. Oh yeah. So they got they got a they gotta go. They because but here's they get undercover because Amaya knows the guy. Yes, she knows the guy who knows the guy who knows the guy. Um, and Todd knows people and is able to get on the VIP list. Yeah, but the fact, but it took a lot of convincing because when she went to Todd, Todd's like, absolutely not, I'm not doing this, and Amaya's like, okay, but um. There is going to be a threat happening. So I'll call the FBI. And it's like, no, 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 no. They're not going to be able to handle this one. And Todd still refuses. And he says, that he says to my, you can't remain professional if the time traveler killed Rex. That is and true. We find the big ass bombshell. Uh, the fact that Nate has to talk it out to get it. Yeah. And it's then bit, like, Nate's like, well, tell me the dirt here. And this is um, a very himba moment for Nate. Yeah, there it really is. It's 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 um it's Nate being a Yenta and wanting to know what ha- Yenta means they stick their noses in people. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, my my um, uh, you're Yiddish, I know. <laughs> I I I have no knowledge of well, I know one get word in Yiddish now, Yenta. Okay, right? so yes. He's being a Yenta and he wants to know the juicy gossip. And um, yeah, so apparently uh, there was no fraternizing, but they were going to leave the JSA and start a new life after the war. But my point is, again, time wants to happen. So was Rex always meant to die? So she married whoever she married to have her 
Elquesa and yeah, who who does she marry to have in order to have Essie and on and on? Don't but know. Don't know. Yeah, and honestly, I feel like the we the we as a fandom got way too hung up on Amaya's future. I feel we got way too hung up. That was a very that was um I mean that was a big mistake I think for a lot of us um looking back and really I think that's why they didn't tell us Spooner was from the past sooner. Partially yeah. was because of the plot twist, but also partially because um, she is an unwritten destiny. We're not going to try and force a role upon her. Yeah, and also again, um, I think they wanted it for it for her not to be just a relationship, like Sandra exactly. was, like Amaya kind of became too. Yeah. Which, yeah, I mean. Let's be honest, the fandom is pretty guilty of that. We are we among ourselves. We were guilt I was a little guilty of that when watching. I did get better though. Um but am I asked not to be abandoned again, which uh, to be abandoned like Todd was. So it's kind of to see if Todd is going to grant her the mercy she never granted the rest of the JSA. Now, granted, she was trying to find Rex's killer, but to them it was abandoned. Yeah, because they probably she didn't leave a note. Which which begs the question: If you're Never gonna leave, left. always leave a note. You should have left a note. Gotta leave that note. You do. And then, like, we see that Todd does actually help them out, and they're on the list. Yeah, they they do get in. I do like that. Um, but then we had the but before that we had that great conversation between Martin and Ray in the medical bay that I mentioned a little earlier, where they're talking about how where Martin can't get over how dumb his younger self is, essentially. Yeah. He's which, not happy with Marty. When they were little. Who wasn't dumb? I have said this on I was I've said this in person many times, but if time travel is invented, I would honestly go back and smack my younger self. True. And the fact that I have I mean, it's a paradox, but I mean. But like, then, like, Ray also goes, well, I just wouldn't have liked my younger self either. <laughs> and I don't even know who I am. Ray's definitely in the, Ray's, Ray's suffering, Ray's identity was so tied to the suit. Because really, that's what the suit became to him. The suit was at first a reason to event, was kind of to make avenge his fiance and the tragedy that happened to her and prevented from happening to other people. But then it became so tied to him because he was stuck being tiny for months. He was held as a prisoner. Um, He lost everything. He, well, he lost it. He lost it. I mean, he lost his company. His family, we know doesn't really, he doesn't mean to talk about his family a lot. Yeah. So he they're lost not Felicity. He lost, fiance he never see his family yeah yeah we he really talked about him and even then I mean, even last season when he talks about Sydney it's in it's very much in disdain he doesn't appreciate he doesn't feel any appreciation toward him I mean this is like even though we see little Ray at some point I kind of curious about what his family life was a little bit more yeah I mean but there's only so far we can get into in yeah, exactly. the families. We can't really go in trauma, though. <laughs> I Although, 
Gosh, having some honestly, like getting into the psychology of characters is so much fun. I love looking at motivations and this is why we should. This is why I like angst. I like to see what breaks people. Exactly. But like then, like Martin actually does give some good advice here. It's a beautiful answer he gives him. He said he tells him that I think the answer is just you have to live your life. And as you live your life, you discover who you are and you grow and you just keep growing. And then he goes, that's what Mick said in his own dumb way. Yeah. Which again, this is the ball rolling of them calling Mick names that he does not deserve. Yeah. Again, we're seeing, we're kind of seeing that start because I feel at this point, Ray is connecting more with Stein than he connects with Mick. Yeah, and again, this causes a huge problem, obviously, in season two. It doesn't end in season two. They don't learn it, their lesson ever. We, we, listen, we see this happening every, we see this happening every season. The Legends, I think in, Le- I think season four was a real, was a point for the Legends where they were so, they were so blinded by their own ego and their own role that they just couldn't t- they didn't want to take anyone else in unless it was someone they knew because they titled themselves as misfits and it kind of gave them blinders to what being a misfit actually is yes and it um backfired on them but we will get that to that well, one we'll get to there we'll get to like what maybe um five million next- years from now no okay. I, I think probably hit that by next year this time i'm betting yeah yeah here's like that's my that's my thesis yeah season four is a hard one for us but we're gonna delve into that but there is a lot of there's a lot of connections between what they did to mick this season to what they did to gary in season four yeah now the main event todd got them in and we have this epic walk into danger zone (laughs) <laughs> anyway everybody looks hot just oh yeah and listen the men yeah you were in tuxedo the girls oh, fabulous I, I know i'd like to talk about jack's red he's the only one wearing a different tuxedo but oh he was oh i didn't know yeah. i'm sorry i'm sorry i said too many white men and i blanked out <laughs> up there but yeah he wore a red one and it was very nice and looked very nice I... on france I'm not smart. No, you just didn't notice because, like, again, Casey looked hot, and so better, did Katie. I am so much better at observing stuff like this. Usually, I failed, <laughs> but I do like that Stein and Sarah make amends before this, and he and he again, and this time when he talks to her, kind of reminded her like she's the moral compass. He says, "You're no longer our assassin, but you're our captain." Which I felt that's the point he was trying to get across. Yeah, but he but it came made out it that so, way. It came out so bitter because of the foul mission with Dark. It came out bitter and mean. But that's the point he's trying to make. He's finally found those words. And he's right at this point. Because right now, Sarah is still the heart of the team. Yes. I feel. Yes. And then... she she is the heart of the team right now. She does not remain the heart of the team, I feel. No, no. Going beyond because the she season. has to, she has to be the captain, which is sometimes the conscience of the team a little bit. Yeah, she has to. She kind of goes to the trials of being a cap, being in charge yeah. this season. When 
Rip was the more Rip had the most knowledge of time travel and everything, yeah. but she she becomes more of the person you go to for the knowledge. And, um, and then other people, yeah, other people become the heart. Uh, yeah, Sarah makes Sarah has Sarah has to start making the hard calls essentially. Yeah, but um, but they walk in and we see the most gorgeous lady sitting down in a blue dress um, oh, and, and a blue wrap beautiful- dress. Who is that beautiful woman? It's young Christmas sign. And um, Marty is a very lucky man. <laughs> and she goes right over to Jax and be like, where's my husband? <laughs> yeah, they're they're chatting like, I because Clarissa knows Jax. And I and I kind of forgot about this. They have it. They have an interaction. And man, I wonder like how this carries over the present day. Okay, this is. This is my question. This, this is my question. They'll never ever obviously answer. But does older Carissa remember Jax, and that's why she has such a fondness for him? That's my I, question. I think yes, because um, no, this is not right. This is no. I, I had a comparison. Like no, this is not a comparison. But um, the Steins are kind of the pawns of of. Time travel in a way for legends. They're so connected to it. It's true. Time travel made their time travel did a lot for the family. Now, thank goodness we never had angels. Oh, I have a new idea. Sorry. <laughs> we never had angels of Manhattan happen to Martin and Clarissa because that would have sucked. But I think she does remember him in some kind of way. There has to yeah. be. Because, like, there's too many. He met him too many times. Exactly. But, like, they, he, there's too many. And he's like, go talk to her, go talk to her. And he goes, he asks her for a dance. And then she starts dancing with his younger wife. What she, yeah. So, first of things, based on Martin's introduction, Martin says, oh, I'm also Martin. I'm a colleague of your husband's. Asks her and the he asks her to dance and you know she's nice she, and she and she's asking and said so he asked well where's your husband and her saying oh he's probably holed up somewhere he loves nuclear science sometimes he has tunnel vision for it yeah he she basically says that science will always come before me mm-hmm. and I'm like Barnes like no you're so he's an idiot. And I love the line she goes, you know, I felt like I've danced with you before. I, I really love the signs. I do too, but Marty, you need to treat your wife better. You have oh, an does. absolute gem here. He does. I mean, listen, listen, I knew in the flash that Clarissa was, and I loved her the moment we learned more about her and that her, I seriously, the woman's favorite color is stripes. How is she not cool? She is definitely cool. In this episode, um, I have since episode the signs kind of like I think the reason that I really like Martin in this episode is that I kind of realized on this rewatch, Martin reminds me a lot of my own father. In it like in in certain ways. In certain ways, he reminds me of my father. <laughs> um, I, I just like they're out of all the um, you know, relationships. I, you know, it's very rare we get like sweet older relationships. I mean, you have them, but like the yeah. one with between the signs, ugh. 
You know, like he, I mean, Martin says at the end of the episode, like Clarissa is the most important thing. Yeah, you can tell. I mean, even in the first season, you can tell how much this woman means to him. Like when he loses that ring because they changed time, he's like, you better fix it. And even before that, um, you know, this wasn't really right, but he was kind of watching out for her. He kind of stalked her a little bit (laughs) when he was in Ronnie's body. That's that's true. I'm yeah. Sorry. Listen, was it listen, was it weird? Little bit, but yeah, this man loves his wife. Does he loves her very much? This, I'm sorry, I'm getting really emotional about Martin Stein tonight. <laughs> so so beautiful. It's just but um underneath the dinner, it's not all dances and sunshine and roses. No, because then Damien Dark enters like he usually does and screws everything up. He gives, he's got a CD-ROM, latest technology. I laugh at this so hard because it was so true in the 80s. Like, again, computers came to families in the 80s. Yeah. It was like, yeah, it was like the Apple IIc. It was the boxiest technology ever. And you did have like CDs, ROMs that went into this. And I only played like literally Mass Blaster and Reader Rabbit. But it was so uh, back then. I remember, yeah, I remember the only video games my parents got me were um, the ones where you put them into the CDN. And it's like a math. It's a math. We also, game. we had something called King's Quest, which was also fun, which is one of those earlier RPG things. But yeah, we had yeah. that. But like, they were old and they rocked. So for him to sit there and go, oh, the CD-ROM. And I'm like, well, Damien, now need, we have like digital. I need I need, I need Mary here to see if she knows this. But um, if anyone knows, you know those games that had that little, like the, it was like those, it was like different kind of like mystical crap. And there was that like little floating. Um, oh, it was oh, like okay. a floating robot. Um, oh, no, I'm thinking of something else. I don't know. It, he was like really boxy. Shape. It's it's like if it's like he was kind of like, he kind of reminded me of like the, the map from Dora, but it was like if it was um a little yellow box. I mean, like as you got later in the eighties, you had cool games, but like literally, it took you friends. It took you years to dial up uh, and go on the internet. Just saying, ah, yeah, the eighties. <laughs> But yeah, so Dark Dark gets a little black box in exchange. And I don't think there's a ring in there. Is there, though? I don't think there's a ring in there. That's I'm just teasing, considering the alliterations we get later you on in the season. Should have put a ring on it. It should have been the ring of um, the ring they throw in the, you know, mm. Mordor. That would have been cool. The one ring is D- Damien Dark. Is, well, Damien Dark likes his relics, and the one ring would be that relic. Exactly. And, but the legends come in, and Obsidian's there, too. He's backing them up. Because he's and, awesome. Yeah, I mean, Maya's like, nobody has to get hurt. And Dark just laughs like, ah, that's not my style. Boom. Oh, and by the way, there's an explosive in the state dining room. So this is like, pretty much oh, like an crap. episode of 24 where they have to yes. arm this arm this bomb before it goes off. Except we're containing it within a reasonable time set 
instead of um like that stretch out a whole season yeah right um so like ray's mm-hmm. sitting there like this is old tech okay i see you ray and i want to beat you up because then you're like this is old technology and it's too old and archaic for me come on ray and he goes well and she if sarah's like you better think of something mm-hmm. and then he's like well if i reverse the pull some science stuff that i don't not understand i got it was something about if he sends out a electronic pulse from, a, from another power source he could disable the incendiary device yeah something like that whatever that means meaning he can disable the bomb just say it in like actual english right yeah and um mick t- and ray's panicking but mick is mick's great in this scene mick, mick is, is eating anger. a clair no no, no <laughs> but before that he's saying you're ray palmer you can science yes. your way out of anything i was wrong to try and make you like snart yeah, that but was his words give ray that boost he needs to get his crap together he goes, he, and he, oh, wait, I have something. Do you mind if I hated this? Because I hate the part that you have to dismantle the cold gun in order to do this. I know it's good. You know, it's a good, like, yeah. closing to that storyline. But there's a part of me who's still a, you know. They that, still rebuilt that gun, though. That gun just lives on the ship now. It does. So And the saddest thing is... Only one person on the ship at the time of the season at the season finale, only one person knew what that gun could do. Really. Oh. Knew the knew the owner of that gun. Okay. <laughs> Don't cry. Do not cry, Eden. You're not crying on me. Uh-huh. No! Don't cry. Okay, but like they did meet him in the hundredth episode of thing. Okay, yeah, that's true. But they didn't really know. Sorry. Look, look. Oh, I, sorry, I sorry. That's true. Two that people. Astra, two people make it. Astra two pe- and two people. Uh, <laughs> Leonard. Leonard would have gotten so famously along. That means Leonard would have been in hell. No, I mean on the ship. If he was still on the oh, ship. Oh, the ship. Oh, oh yeah, they would have got along. Great. But um, I do have to appreciate um, listen, Nate was kind of a badass fighting. I'm not going to lie. I'm sorry. That's that's my hot take. No, uh, I like that. What was the chaff? Yeah, chaff? he's like, oh, very tough, tough chest, and then this high yeah. member smashes it, and that flips Nate's bitch switch as very would likely to destroyed a historical uh, art. You know that thing artifact. Is, that thing was over a hundred years old, like bad, and then Todd gets hurt. Yeah, yeah. Todd gets shot taking a bullet for Amaya, which again um, goals for if you want to have a teammate, Todd's a really good teammate. Yeah, and Todd's a ride or die guy. He is. He, you he, know him I, th- and, I think him and he and was Amaya or besties. Oh yeah, I think he. I honestly think he was the only one who was keeping the JSA Trayton Hall alive still, and. Because he was the only one left. I feel like it was, he felt it was his duty. He was, it was kind of his, um, like this is what he did. He took the place and he, he guarded it. Like it, it, he guarded the tomb yeah. that was the JSA's academy. 
Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, I got really morbid. It's here. sad. No, but like at least they take him into him head bay and they heal. And he's like, that's pretty nifty. Yeah. It is nifty. And but before but to kind of wrap that encounter, um Sarah throws a throwing star right in a dark's hand, which is like, ew. <laughs> but um uh, we forgot about she's the not conversation. We did forget a, that conversation. Between, yeah, that conversation was so good because between, it really shows that Sarah took yeah. those words of heart. She remembered. There's um, a conversation, yeah, between Amaya and Sarah where she goes, if you met Rex's killer, would you, what would you kill? Do? What would you do? And she goes, well, I have him I arrested. Him. And she goes, you wouldn't kill him? Mm-hmm. And she goes, no. Yeah. Amaya's Amaya was a great person to turn to in the circumstance because um what Rex wasn't her now Rex wasn't blood family, but he was still important to her. He was part of Amaya's would-be future. And so um uh, when Sarah meets Dark again, she remembers this conversation and she goes, I'm gonna let you live. Yeah. But she said she says, I'm gonna spare your life to prolong the suffering. That you're gonna go through, and then she because mentions your big what happened. Grand plan, plan, it fails. Your wife dies. You try to kill your own daughter. The whole city turns against you, and you die. And, and that's so, the best and revenge she's ever had. Because Dark then, is unnerved by it. Yeah, because but again, then he gets out, but he gets out real easy though because oh, wait, that wait. red lightning appears. Okay, my question is, this mm-hmm. is season four. Didn't he lose his powers at some point? So this is this is dark in 1987. Yeah, I'm kind of curious. Okay, so I, I thought he- that totem he that that sort of idol he get, had gave him his powers. Yeah, again, remember, there's a he's lot interested of- in collecting relics. Yeah, so he's definitely looking to because tap he into that. He doesn't use his magic in this fight at all so i'm we that's why really i was like i don't think him. he has it he doesn't use he doesn't use magic in 19 in 1940s he's not using magic here he is not adapted to using magic yet however we do know he was trained by league of assassins that's true we do know but that. so he has um years of what we- weaponry experience no doubt we've seen him you know he keeps up with um developments of weaponry and he so, still holds on to relics in the past because of the power that they're going to hold. But he gets he goes, pulled away. Yes, he goes He goes home to his boyfriend. And he starts yeah. saying, honey, my day was really bad. It does. Um, but, um, I just found out the worst thing ever. You need to yeah. help me. Gabe. Yeah. Gabe, you need to help me. Yeah, and um, Dar's like, hey, that, that crap you are talking earlier about changing destiny and real power... I want in now. And then then Thought reveals the time travel pod. We saw at the end of Flash season one. Yes. And then he runs around it and is able to put them through time. Opens the wormhole. They can pile it on through. Very cool. But back to Legends, Sarah, Sarah directly witnesses the red lightning. And she's like, oh crap. This is a speedster when she tells Nate. Like he's like, well, like the flash, faster. 
which um i mean we don't we don't but so which we learn later on why eobard is always running everywhere um i got some fun stuff for that later on but um sarah reveals that she took the box she swiped the box a very smart move on her part good job sarah and yeah, she and Nate have a nice little hug. I like that no romance is ever established or hinted at between them. These are just, these are very, this is a sibling relationship, much like she and Jack's have. And he's like, do we hug? We do. We do hug. This once. But to close the episode, so we have Dark going off with his um, new bow. Marty is being taken off the wave rider by Martin, and he's saying like well look at this technology if you let me have it we can accelerate my study on transmutation in the 21st century which is so interesting because that was firestorm that was the original project we found out in the flash it was focusing on transmutation yes and he's like which is so cool how it all connects together yes but then he was like no calista is the most important thing yeah he's like hey reality check dum-dum Clarissa almost died last night. And she is the one thing, the only thing that brings meaning to our lives is our wife. And then this is very much the here comes the act consequence, consequence, here comes the But um Martin tells Marty to cherish Clarissa. And Marty says, and I quote, I'll make sure. She knows I love her. Bow wow. <laughs> That's what happened, my friends. I'm not. We know what happens. What happens with the Watergate stays the Watergate. Exactly. But again, here comes the consequence. 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 Here comes. This is my Cody watch era. Uh, but we all know what the consequences of this action was. <laughs> and then... We also have Amaya and Todd kind of mending their bridges, too. Um, and Todd gives her a good conversation here where she goes, even though you lost Rex, don't give up on love because you, I found love and he's at home. He's got someone waiting for him at home. He, he's, I have, he's waiting for me at home. Which I will point out again, this is 1987. <laughs> we are deep, deep, deep in the AIDS crisis. This is so a very... Todd has probably watched a couple of his friends die. Yeah. Um, I get, yes, you're happy with your significant other, but I'm sure you're pretty... It's not the best this world for you which ever. I, which I think kind of ties back to his abandonment by Amaya, because he's already faced... He's, mm-hmm. I mean, he's kind of a bit like he, as a gay man. Well, he is attracted. Well, at least we. I mean, I think he's just straight gay. I'm guessing. Oh yeah, he probably is straight gay. Um, just gay, gay. <laughs> um, sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, it's more likely that he has lost people. He's felt abandoned by the government. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's remember times, that when when crisis, the AIDS crisis happened, um. Reagan just left him to die. Exactly. So Reagan, Reagan said, didn't get well, two craps. It's not my problem. It's only hitting gay people. And uh, screw you, Reagan. A lot of um queer people of that generation to die. 
And that is why a lot of people my generation didn't understand a lot of things because a whole generation of people were gone. Exactly. And I, and that really, and honestly, that kind of impacts even generations that follow. Uh Because my, I mean, my generation, um, I mean, yes, there was more queer content that was coming into media, but when I was growing up, no. And and if you ever want to really find out what the hospital was like and what was like, Angels in America is really, really good play about this whole thing. I remember I was at an art exhibit recently, and I think I saw a couple photos that were taken during the AIDS crisis, and it really... I I feel like... It was a lot taken. Yeah, Angels in America really hits a lot of what happened during that time. It's a good play. Like, if you see it at all, see it. But yeah, ultimately we wrap the episode with um it's I feel like this episode is kind of a letter to love itself in a way. Yeah. Reminding us to hold on to love, mm-hmm. to remember to be able to let it go, to be able to move on. Mm-hmm. And, and we when see love that in finds you lines. when love finds you, hold on to it. And, and hold on to it. But and- I mean Love this can is... take any form, people. That's all I'm saying. Because love yeah, is it... love is love. And I think this really t- ties into the title itself, Compromise, because really love does compromise uh-huh. everyone. Love yeah. for Leonard compromises Mick, yep. regardless of how you choose to see them. Laura's, Laura, um, the love that Sarah has for Laurel compromises her. The love that... Um, Fine has Mar- yeah, that, so that does not, I mean, it kind of compromised him, but it, it reminds him to build up that, hey, I, young me, you have a chance to do better. And he's kind of taking Jack, he doesn't realize it, but he's subconsciously taking Jack's advice and he is instigating a little change to history. Yes, he is. And it's his consequence. Anyway. She's not a consequence. Uh, She's well, a goddamn yeah, we- blessing. He is but like again <laughs> um I, he he was always a workaholic i think that him seeing what happened in this episode made him appreciate Clarissa a lot more than he did yeah and again yeah just and we and we ca- of course episode. we get the we get the best person out of this whole entire thing that we will see in a couple episodes later Hey, Kate's very excited about that one. This is listen. If you know my Twitter, if you know me in any of the spanning episodes, if you know me outside of this podcast, which some of you do, you know who I'm excited for. This is this is this is what this is everything I've been waiting for on this podcast. Because I I'm ready to go off. I'm going to go nuts. I'm going to talk about my appreciation. And oh, there's so much. Oh, I mean, in invasion, I am ready to absolutely go off about this. Yeah. And we're excited for it. So how would we rank this episode? Hmm. 
So for me, I'm looking at my list again. And honestly, I think, you know what? I think I'm going to put this episode above Shogun. And it's kind of right on right on there with Out of Time. I actually really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, I have to agree. We have the wacky Legends hijinks that we know love. We, we get some, uh, you know, good emotional journeys. We get to see Marty again. Yeah, I always love Marty. I just see honestly that that was one of my favorite parts of he gets um, to see younger Cliff whenever we got to see um we when we ever got a window into Martin's past that was yeah. always fun to see so my new order now is currently it's out of time compromised Shogun JSA and abominations of Silicon and chill out on the bottom yeah me the same 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 same. Because again, same. abominations might still stick to that bottom because I'm that's not my favorite. So you mentioned to me earlier also. So this is kind of a quick segment we're gonna have. Oh you yeah. mentioned I, something to me ooh, earlier. Yes, I, I I you know me. I don't really have segments because I'm not that interesting, people. Um, Shut up, Eden, you're interesting. Anyway, um there was a Except whole thing I remember as a child was like um Nancy Reagan was very highly into astrology back in the 80s and we have to mm-hmm. remember that before Trump or anything else this was the first Christian president don't ask me because again divorce all this stuff he was a D-list movie star I know don't ask me so he was always into astrology so when he was elected for governor in 1967 Reagan chose an odd hour to be inaugurated which was 12 10 in the morning which is mainly due to astrology reasons and I don't think Reagan himself was into it it was mostly his wife Although there are some speculations he did because he didn't want to miss the football game. So it meant with that. But according to after, like it was around when a Reagan got shot by John Hinckley because oh. John Hinckley was like obsessed with Jodie Foster. Don't ask me what oh, any of this yeah. had to do with Ronald Reagan. Don't know. But Shout like Jodie Foster. Yeah. If, cool yeah. Movie. But again, even though we don't have like Reagan, he it made no sense. I said, um, so astrology was mostly Nancy Reagan's domain, and several decisions were made due to astrology reasons. This included the time timing of Donald Reagan's re-election campaign announcement. Moreover, an astrologer warned Nancy about the incident on. The 30th of March, 1981, the day he was shot. And she kind of like blames herself that she could have told him. And there were several people who confirmed that she had a keen interest in astrology. And they agreed with Nancy being very concerned for her husband's welfare, especially after the assassination attempt. And so she acquired with acquainted with another astrologer named Joan Queenley, which apparently was very 
he was very up and coming back then. I don't know who any of these people are. I'm not into astrology at all. But it is interesting that she became very superstitious, which is kind of interesting if you really think of it. Because if we remember Mary Todd Lincoln, that after, uh, yeah, yes, after um her their son died, she got also very spiritual and she was into, into spiritualism, yeah, right? and yeah, and she performed seances and stuff. Yes, so I remember. I, that. I, I so if you have the chance and you have Discovery Plus. I'm always interested in this stuff. I don't believe in ghosts at all, but they have this thing called the devil in the white house where they talk about all this stuff. Like how many people used to do things in the white house, like seances, how many people saw ghosts in the white house. It's very freaking interesting. Isn't there a claim that Abraham Lincoln's ghost, it hangs yeah, out um, in his actually, old bedroom? Yeah. That what it was apparently not his bedroom. I don't get it. Like they do I say that, know. but they're like, he never slept there. But she had a lot of like lucky numbers and stuff. So <laughs> she was heavily into it. And apparently a lot of decisions were made because of this. But when it came out, it was like, oh, wait, they follow astrology. That's kind of weird. And they're like, oh, no, no, we don't. So, you know, it probably did happen. But it, yeah, a lot of the decisions supposedly were made because Nancy after his assassination attempt was very meticulous and always calling this woman up and being like well what's gonna happen interesting yeah and since we were talking about ghosts spooky stuff um ronald reagan apparently did see the ghost of lincoln again there's a lot of ghost stories and i think even obama mentioned like possibly seeing lincoln it, hmm. it's just like it's always lincoln i feel like it's always lincoln but which is you, odd to me well, i mean no, i wonder if okay i'm very into ghost stories and stuff i'm more into the hey historical act you know component of a ghost story not like ooh, we're haunted but they say that when you have a haunting it's because it comes from a lot of pain and turmoil and mm-hmm. all that other stuff. So remember what happened with what Abraham Lincoln went through. Abraham Lincoln went through the Civil War. The his death son, of two of his children yeah, while he was living. Death is in two of his children. They say that Mary Todd might have been a went a little mad because of her son's death, which is totally understandable. It's total, it's grief. Yeah. So like, and then he was assassinated. So, but turmoil. he didn't die there unless he unless he well, would. He I mean, die that far from there though. Yeah, and, he, you know, he was carried to an travel. inn. He was yeah. carried next which door to an inn. Where he also haunted by injuries. him, but like they always say that like ghosts sometimes go back to the place that was more important most important that's what i was thinking there yeah so like again if you ever want to hear spooky stories let me know because i i'm really into this and i will come back when um like the spike is coming up and uh, i have a story for that but yeah my thing is the little red rum you're doing i i really into (laughs) history of um the ghosts like how ghosts yeah because ghost stories really are historical. Because if you mm-hmm. read about ghosts of the Gettysburg and why that happened, oh, it's, yeah. it's just so freaking interesting. So 
I shall do another segment if it all interests you about ghosts and um possessed dolls. Well, we have the Elvis episode next season too Ooh, yes. with the with the totem, so we can definitely get into some the goat some. Um, well, you know, um, don't when we get to the Nora episode where she dresses up and remember has a seance, I might get into the Fox sisters. Oh yeah, ooh yeah, okay. good ideas, but. So, Overall, this isn't, I, overall, to kind of recap, Compromise, I feel like it's a really, it was a needed breath of fresh air from uh, after abominations and watching all that mess go down. Uh, I'll be honest, um, because I skipped last week, I didn't rewatch it because I was like, yeah, no. You didn't miss, yeah, listen, it's you didn't not, miss much it's, aside from casually erasing the presence of a black man in history. It. it I will. I have well, to sir, agree oh, with certain my co- important my, all my sort of things about this, but like that should have never been a zombie episode. It should have been a very serious look at racism and the Civil War. And no I zombies. am Legends definitely did the zombies way better. And uh, Rosie episode did the whole yeah. Like, I don't that better about, too. I got. I can't say what I'm wondering about. I am Legends. We got. I gotta wait. Like probably. Two years before we get to that, who knows? Maybe, but, maybe we'll get I mean, here faster. We'll never know. Considering where we started, I mean, we've made it through a season, and we're almost at the halfway point. So, Ooh. of a second, so that's a lot to think about. I mean, what's up next week, Kate? Well, next week, or well, whatever, or our next episode, whatever that comes out, um, we are going to be covering. Outlaw Country. Outlaw County. Outlaw Country. Our next Western episode. One of my favorite. Like, there is one thing Legends does right all the time, and that's their Western episode. Oh, yeah. And we get some... We get some good moments in this Western episode, because this is the last episode before we lead up to the Invasion crossover. And we promise we're gonna do the crossover. This listen, this is the one good legends crossover. The one good legends crossover. I will say that. Don't talk about the crossovers. We don't. This this is the one crossover that was actually incorporated legends in a really good way, and incorporated the use of the wave rider in a really good way. And every season since then has really failed the legends. I think. And it's honestly, also, it was actually, two episodes. Failed, that's what was it? Two episodes. It's failed legends and Supergirl, really. So this crossover. So the crossover that, that was, yeah, the crossover. So we had, we have, it's the Flash, Arrow, and Legends. <laughs> I know the name of the show. What's the name of the show again? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but that's still coming up, and. But yeah, before we'll a... that, we have some special stuff coming up, so keep your eyes out. Oh on yeah, Twitter. Yeah. Keep your eyes open on Twitter, and of course, you can always contact us on our Twitter at Week Legends. You can. Our Instagram is Legends Next Week, and it's spelled like the actual seven day week. And our Gmail is Legends of Next Week at Gmail I am still waiting for your questions. Because yeah, I would love um, to do a Q and A section one day with your questions. We, 
Yeah, please um, hit us up with those Q&As. If you want to talk about the next season of Our Flag Means Death, hit us up. If you want to talk about about um, Andor, hit us up. If you want to talk about interview with a, with a vampire, hit us up. If you want to um, talk how we got history wrong, hit us up. Hit us up if you want. If you want to know some, if you want to hear, if you wonder, if you want to know something about us. I mean, we're happy to do a Q and A. We're happy to. We're happy to hear from you guys. Really. Yes. But and, mm-hmm. yeah. Anything else I needed? Yeah. Um. Again. Um. Mary and Kate mentioned the leukemia lymphoma. Um, charity we're doing we're still doing it um so if you want to donate uh the link will be in our section of the spotify um if you want to give blood that's much appreciated um i appreciate it i will not go into it but i appreciate it guys if you want to do this yes um we do encourage you guys to take some take time um any anything else really Mm -hmm. but that's all we have for this week. So, without further ado, I'm Kate. I'm Eden. And we'll see you some other week. Bye, guys. Bye.